Thank you, and thank you for the opportunity that we have to be here today. We appreciate this opportunity. As I grow older, I think about things in days gone by. I can remember Brother Paul Oldham being the pastor up here at this church. That's been a while. And of course, Brother William Massey. I went part of my life to General Baptist Church, not far from where we live now, Pleasant Hill. Those people had a strong missionary Baptist influence, and you can tell the way they conducted services to ours. <coughs> Brother Guthrie Gregory, the pastor, used to work with Brother McCall back there. And uh, he was a boy preacher when I, in the 60s when I was a little boy, and he preached hard. I, he used to preach about the devil's hole. I, I didn't know where the devil's hole was. Well, I found out it was the drive-in theater. And he didn't, he didn't like to drive in there. Somebody sat in front of him one day, said they'd been the drive in several years, never saw the movie, and he didn't understand that. Preached on Beach Bend Park. I remember that too. Beach Bend Park. Terrible place to be on the Lord's Day. My mom and dad, a lot of people would take off. Remember just a dime to get in? And they go to Beach Bend Park on Sunday. But I remember those things that were that are funny now, the older I get. I have been warned not to be no more than 55 minutes. Brother Mike McClard asked me if my watch was synchronized with him, and I told him, it's 11.25. I want to talk to you today. I keep notes in the back of my Bible. I use them, make them during the week. I went to church in Franklin, Kentucky, and this old preacher told me, had that real terrible look and said, I don't like preachers that use notes. Well, here it was, my Bible had stuff stuck in here. I said, do you have Scripture memorized? He said, what's that got to do with it? <laughs> anyway, 1 Timothy 4 and 13, Paul said, till I come give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. I want to talk to you today about the two ordinances that Jesus left with the church. I think they're very important. I don't hear a great deal, and I'm not throwing off on you today. I don't hear a great deal about some of these things taught like they were years ago. We believe that there's two ordinances Jesus left with this church, don't we? Those ordinances or commandments are baptism and the Lord's Supper. The second phase of the commission in Matthew 28 when Jesus said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Now, we're tickled to death people get saved than we ought to be. I would nearly think if I didn't know better, we make baptism. Baptism is not an option if you're going to please God. It is not. <clears throat> we have went too far, and I know Brother White agrees with me. I believe in the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God, but there's a commandment there too. Amen. That commandment is important. To follow the Lord in baptism. So, uh, Jesus uh, gave the commission to go all the world and we're to get people saved, to baptize them, then to teach them all things. And that's the things we ought to do. People in the world, I don't know. I see things and hear things about baptism 
and things on Facebook that make me scratch my head. Baptism, we believe that baptism and the Lord's Supper are both figurative, don't we? We believe they're both in picture. Now we have some religious neighbors that teach that baptism is literal. I don't understand how you can literally be baptized in Christ. They believe the Lord's Supper is figurative. There's another group of people that are very prominent in the world. They believe both ordinances are literal. We believe baptism is a commandment, as I've already stated. I believe everybody that gets saved ought to have desired will be baptized. If you don't, then something's wrong with that picture, isn't it? There ought to be a drive, a desire to please God. You cannot do that, I'll say it again, without following the Lord in baptism. You can't do it. To have the right type of baptism, we've got to have some things in order, don't we? We believe that we baptize people that have evidence of salvation. We believe that we ask them to come forward and just relate what happened to them when they got saved. That's all it amounts to. Upon doing that, we will authorize their baptism, don't we? Somebody asked me twice if we voted on their salvation. I said, we don't do no such thing. To have the right kind of baptism, and I'm just amazed at what the world calls baptism. I believe there's only one kind of baptism according to what the Scripture teaches, and I'm going to tell you the elements of it. You've got to have the right kind of candidate, somebody that's believed, saved, don't you? We believe it takes the proper administrator of baptism. If I've counted right, we've got four here today that uh, use, we use the term elder that have come under the hands of a presbytery and been ordained the full work of the ministry and they are all proper administrator of baptism. I'm just amazed today at one particular situation where people say that a person is not a correct administrator of baptism. It was determined back in 1800, I think, and I don't remember the exact history, concerning the organization of Dixon Creek Church, and I won't go all into that, but we find there, there was a, a, a hiccup in part of that. Because of that hiccup and who was seated, we find that our people took the position that, uh, that uh, the church is the authority, and we still believe that church is the authority. Have there been instances in history where people uh, had a hiccup, so to speak? I've got two of my preacher brethren. I say I used to hear it preached long and loud. It's got to be a proper administrator. I still believe that. Well, you need to call some of your regular administrator. No, they're not proper administrators. So we find you've got to have, and back to that situation, the church is the authority. He doesn't have the authority to baptize this church. Use it to him. He doesn't have the right to administer the Lord's Supper unless the church gives it to him or one of you other brethren. I find it amusing that in 1900 to 1901, and I'm not going to tell you all about this, there was a man at a church not far away, Pastor Elder T.W. Matthews, that was ordained in 1874 at a church in Smith County that was organized out of 31 excluded members. I'll leave it right there. Ain't that right, Brother White? But they say he's a proper administrator. 
<laughs> okay, let's get back. I'm, I'm getting off track here. You've got to have the right kind of candidate. You've got to have the right kind of administrator. We've got four here. If I've left somebody out, I didn't mean to. You've got to have the right kind of mode. We believe because of what is taught in Matthew chapter 3 when John baptized Jesus that it is immersion. We reject, Brother Maggard, anything else, don't we? Pouring, and I get so aggravated watching those shows around Easter time on TV where they show Jesus being baptized, pouring water on His head. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 3 that He come up straightway out of the water. They go completely in. And someone asked me one time, when is a person become a member of the Lord's church? I said, when they come out of the water. When they fulfill the ordinance, then when they come out of the water, they're not a member when He puts them in or when they're under. But when they come out, the Lord puts them in the local body. The local body is the church. <coughs> what else we got to have to have the right kind of, uh, of baptism? <coughs> Candidate, administrator, mode, authority. Lafayette Church is a proper authority. There are others scattered around that are proper authorities to baptize. Keep in mind, the authority to do either one of these ordinances lies in the church. Now, for example, with Brother, and I'm not throwing off on him, he knows that. If, with brother, could Brother Beasley take upon himself to take the Lord's Supper next Sunday after it's over and take it up and serve it at the hospital? No. Why? Because it's not in church capacity. Anything out the assembly is out of church capacity. The word, Greek word for church, ecclesia, means a local, visible body of baptized believers that have coveted themselves together for the purpose of honoring and worshiping God. That's what a church is. We talk about going to church. The church ain't this building. This building could be destroyed, and I hope it's not. The church still be here. The church is people like you. I think we need to, to uh, focus more than what we do on fundamentals. I was thinking this week a couple of times, Brother Gary Carter sitting back there, he had some good basketball teams. And as I look back and watch those teams when they play, they had good fundamentals. Fundamentals are very, very important. The question was brought up last Sunday of, of one of the things that we believe about and what it involved, the issue of restoration this church had to deal with an unpleasant situation. There's a way back from that situation when a person repents to God, comes before the church, and repents to the church, the church is bound to restore them. Trapped. There's a way back. Baptism. The mode. The authority. It's all. Some people don't think it matters. Did you know that? I've served in a capacity similar to yours, but not of administrative ordinances. And what I did both times was have the church to authorize Somebody like one of these brethren to come and do those ordinances. That's the right way to do that. Baptism. 1 Peter 3, 20. Which sometimes were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark is preparing wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. I used, I used to go on to Bobby Gann about this. He just despised it, me doing that. It was all in fun. 
I said, Brother Dan, those eight souls, it says we're saved by water. Yeah, 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 those saved by water. Okay. Yeah. They were in a figurative sense. And I'm going to tell you what that is. People are literally saved when they repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It explains it in 1 Peter 3.21. Some of our people don't read this. It says the light figure. It is a figure of what? It's a figure of the reality. The light figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you're saved, don't your conscience bother you if you're saved and you've not followed Lord Baptist? It ought to bother you. It ought to. It bothered me the three years. I went three years. I took some bad advice from part of my family and, 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 and put it off. And then one Sunday, the Holy Ghost of God, He does lead people to follow the Lord. I'm not arguing that, but there's a commandment there. From Charles Moore, he gave an invitation and I responded and he baptized me in mid-April and I've been here ever since. Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized to his death. When he baptizes, or one of you other brethren baptize someone, you're baptizing them into the local body and you're also baptizing in reference to the death of Jesus Christ. It's a figure. How many believe that tiger on the sidelines is real on Friday night? Anybody believe that? Or the tiger down at the gym? Or the eagle over at Westmoreland? Or the bull? What are they? They're mascots. It's just, it's just a figure, isn't it? Or the falcons up at Monroe County. Therefore, we are buried with Him by baptism into death. It's in reference to His death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. It exhibits in the world that that person has died to sin. They're raised to walk in newness of life and makes manifest they are a child of God. And when people don't do that, it makes baptism a bare-faced lie. You know that? When people get saved and get baptized, never come back to church and live like hell, it exhibits in the world and makes them question. And that's what I got saved. And that's what I got saved. Baptism is important. We have a facility over here. It's not used much. It doesn't matter to me as long as there's enough water to submerge somebody. It doesn't matter. Or if, or if it's in the creek or wherever it's at. Zion Church where I was at had, the, I forgot who did the baptizing. It might have been the authorized Wayne Deering. And there's a person that their, their foot come out of the water during the act of baptism. And they were all fixing to shake hands and, and they were weeping with joy. And they said, wait just a minute. Whoa, wait just a minute. We've got to go back and they've got to be completely put under. Yes, the Bible teaches baptism. And when, before I get done, when I get done today, I'm going to you to open the doors of church. We talked about opening doors of church. And I understand that. The second... The second thing I want to talk about for a little bit is the Lord's Supper. We're going to do that next Sunday here. Me and Debbie have got to be somewhere else, unfortunately. But we find that the example given, and we believe that baptism 
is a prerequisite for the Lord's Supper. That means you've got to be baptized in order to take the Lord's Supper. I know people, and one of their articles of faith is that the Lord's people should be one. It is one. It should be one at His table. And I agree, but not if they have not got the right kind of baptism. No. No. Jesus, and I've read enough, I could not have to do this. We find, and we talked about this a while back, during the, uh, the Passover, we find that, and that's that we're eating, Matthew 26, 26, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Is this the literal body of Jesus? No, it is not. There are people, and somebody told me I, that, that it wasn't so, but it is. There are people that believe that the that the blood that the uh, that the uh, the wine and or grape juice or the unleavened bread they believe that it actually turns into their stomach into the blood and body of Jesus. That's the craziest thing I ever heard. We're thinking about the Lord, and when we take of that unleavened bread, my wife says she never made it, it's just water and flour, that when we take of that, that we're to be thinking about Jesus and His broken body on the cross of Calvary. If you take this, and you think of anything other than this, the Bible says you're eating and drinking damnation to yourself. Back in the day of the early church, they got sick and died, because they were taking it the wrong way. You don't need to be thinking about what am I going to get at Agave's at lunch? <laughs> you don't need to be thinking about what are we going to do? Uh, we're going to take a nap. You don't need to be thinking about nothing but the blood and body of Jesus. And He took the cup and gave thanks and gave it all to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is My blood of the New Testament which is shed for many for the remission of sins. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So next Sunday, as you partake of this cup, and, 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 and we use, I won't get all into that, but we use those individual things we went to, you'll be thinking about the, the blood of Jesus. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. He's going to take it with us again one day after a while. He said He would in His Father's kingdom. I've, I've been reading about this marriage supper of the Lamb that I believe is literal. Some of my brethren don't think it is. This marriage supper of the Lamb that's going to happen one day after a while when we all get to heaven. I think there's a place in heaven of special significance for the Lord's church. I believe what He said. And let me, let me, let me, let me go to that. I'm getting off track a little. I believe what he said. Let me, let me go to John 14. John 14. And I remember some of this and some of it I don't sometimes. John 14. Here's what he said. Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. He's talking about church right here. Now understand me. Everybody that's been saved 
is going to heaven when this life is over, Brother Joe. But there's a special place being prepared in heaven for the true church. We ought to have a desire. What do you mean we ought to have a desire? Some of our brethren believe they know they're going to be part of this uh, elite group I talk about. I don't think we know that. I think we need to strive to the best of our ability to try to be in that elite group as I call it. But he says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. It's a special place for prepared people one day after a while. It's a special place. But unless you are baptized into a local body, you will not have an opportunity to be about that group. Now, you can put it like this, and I thought about this this week. Me and my wife come into Lafayette and we buy groceries and we do all this stuff, but we don't live in Lafayette. Some of you don't live in Lafayette, but I do live in Macon County. And by the same token, the Bible teaches that the saved that are not part of this elite group will have access in and out of this holy city. John saw a holy city, the New Jerusalem, coming down from heaven from God, didn't he? It's a special place. It's a special place. But let's finish back up with this, uh, with this uh, Lord. I told uh, brother, ben, brother Ben's your friend of mine that didn't that didn't have the concept of this. Asked me one time, "Don't y'all believe there's some kind of a Lord's last lunch or something?" I said, "No, it's not a last lunch. It is a commemorable meal. It's not a uh, meal like we eat at home or eat here at Fellowship Hall that the Lord has told us to observe." Now let's go back briefly to Matthew 26. He's not going to drink. He's going to drink of it again when he, we drink it with him in his Father's kingdom. No doubt about that. And when they had sung in him, they went out into the Mount of Olives. That's the way it will be observed here this next Sunday. Why do we do this? Because Jesus said, this do in remembrance of me. If you're here today and you're a member of this church, the Bible teaches us that we're to examine ourselves. And you need to examine yourselves between now and next week and pray to God and be in the right frame of mind to take of this Lord's Supper. Some people, I've heard people brag about I haven't ever took the Lord's Supper. Why would you want to brag about something like that? We're to do this in remembrance of Him. But, a prerequisite, as I already said, about this Lord's Supper is that you be a member of a local body. Now, this church, this church uh, permits members of other old-time Baptist churches of same faith and practice. You be invited to eat with us next Sunday. You be welcome to. Some churches restrict it to the local body. I've been to two places on Sunday morning. When Debbie and I used to live up near halfway Kentucky, we went to Mount Lebanon, and, and they, they made it plain they were nice that it was for their local body. I'm not offended. What was funny, what was funny that day is they had those little bitty small glasses, and they'd run out of glasses for the congregation. And they had to go down the basement and ladies wash them. Have you been baptized today? Our people don't seem like they like to talk about that. I don't know why for me. There's a lot of evangelistic preaching going on. It needs to be. But there's some doctrines and teachings 
We need to impress upon our people about the commission that they need to follow the Lord in baptism. Amen. This church receives members. It, 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 it altered its process over, I guess, over 20 or about 22 or 3 years ago. I asked someone one day, well, how did the Lord tell us that we ought to handle stuff like that? He put governments in churches and left it to each individual body to handle that as they see fit. If He has moved you here from somewhere, and I don't, if He moves you, that's where you need to be. If you don't need to be at Lafayette and the Lord wants you at Maple Grove, that's where you need to go or wherever it might happen to be. Well, He don't believe the Lord leads people. I do, but I, it ain't like, but I don't believe you have to feel like you lost it. Right? There's a commandment there. Do you have to be led? Think about this, Chuck. Do you have to be led next Sunday to take the Lord's Supper? Certainly not. It's a commandment. Jesus said this do it, remember to me. Why do we do all this stuff? To honor Him? No. Or you? Or you? Or me? No. It's to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you've been saved, now I'm talking about people that's been saved. I'm talking about lost people now. Let's not, let's not get mixed up. You need to feel the need to follow the Lord in baptism. This church will hear your testimony and authorize your baptism. And when they do that, next Sunday or whatever time is convenient, you can go over here in the old fellowship hall or you can go down the creek at Galen. He puts you on the water. And when you come out of the water, the Lord will place you in the Lafayette Missionary Baptist Church. I believe that's what the Bible teaches. What about it today? People need to follow. Jesus said, teaching them all things. This one of them all things. You need to... You need to to think about and act upon. Then, after baptism, the church has the responsibility of teaching them to observe all things. To observe all things whatsoever. If you're here today and you need to be baptized, that's not characteristic of old-time Baptist. It's still the truth. I don't care if it ain't, David. If you feel the need to be baptized today, and if you've been saved, you ought to fill that need, then I would ask you to come forward today in just a moment. Brother Titus, give us a song. Sing just as I am, Brother Titus. Get just as I am. As we sing a song of invitation, I'm going to turn service over to Brother Benjamin. I'll ask you to stand. If you feel, if you've never been baptized, you may be a member of another church somewhere. I don't know. And we can take care of that too if you feel like you need to be here. Wherever you go and attend where you need to be at, as the congregation would please stand today and sing, would you please act upon the teachings of the Gospel?